Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My feelings are irrelevant. No, to no them. not true, stop. Crystal. I'm done. You guys are done. Stop. That is not true. It is. Get real. Are you out of your mind? Ooh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Crystal said it, and she said it right. Get real. Get real. Get real. We're about to get real talking about this episode because I have so many thoughts. I was off on a vacation. So last week I didn't do a recap of Beverly Hills. I've been off having a little breather and I have so many thoughts about the Diana Jenkins of it all. First of all, I'm not convinced that it's not Jennifer Coolidge. Has anyone seen the two of them in the same room? Andy better be booking them both together and I'll watch what happens live upcoming because I sat down to watch the episode and I swear I thought I was watching the White Lotus. I'm like, what's going on? Is that Jennifer Coolidge? And then I'm still trying to figure out the family tree of Diana Jenkins. I'm convinced that she's at least loosely related. You know, first cousin, second cousin, twin sister to Jennifer Coolidge. But I'm also trying to figure out, she's got the young hot husband. And then was it the brother or the son? I was like so confused last week. It was like, there was another hot guy at the house and I thought it was the brother, but then it was the son or maybe vice versa. I screwed it up. Anyway, I am very fascinated by that woman. And I'm also curious why she's on this program. She's seemingly really rich. She doesn't know how to shop at a store. And I'm always very skeptical of these women who are that rich and go on reality TV. And again, they always say that the one thing you can't buy is fame. And so a lot of times these women come on the show for fame. But it seems like if you're that wealthy, what are you doing? Like, get, this is, why would you be on, why would you want to be on this show? It's understandable for me for some of these women who want more money or maybe they're actors they want to help launch their businesses. I just, I don't, I'm not sure what Diana's motives are here. And we're going to find out. We're going to watch what happens live and we're going to go to bravotv.com for more information when we have questions. But as of, as it stands, I'm loving Diana. I'm just, I'm just uh, putting on my monocle, and I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see, because I have questions. I have questions about how they cast this woman. Why is she just coming in now? Like, what's what's the motives here? I said the same thing about Crystal last season. I said, what's Crystal's motives? Because Crystal is also seemingly rich. And I'm not seeing the businesses, right? Like, I know Crystal also has a business, but if I'm not seeing it on the show, it's like, well, what are we doing here? And it maybe is to promote other things on a platform or to introduce people to a new culture. I think that's another wonderfully valid reason to go on this show. I just think I'm curious is all. I'm curious like George, the monkey. So, uh, you guys, we're going to talk all about Beverly Hills, but at the top of the show, I just want to send my love out to everyone. It's been a tough, I mean, I feel like it's every week. It's a tough week, but this, everything that's happened in Texas is just so heartbreaking. And I, I just want to send my love to God, everyone in Texas, every parent out there, everyone, every teacher who goes into schools and, I'm just sending all my love and I wish I had better words and I'm, it's, inf- everything is infuriating that nothing's changing and that it just feels like we're shouting into a void lately and every day there's a new shooting and, and even watching this episode, there's that whole thing about Sutton talking about guns and it's like, it's just hard. I don't know. It's hard. And I, I want us to have some laughs and a little escape. So I'm going to try to keep this light, but I just want to send my love out to everyone. I wish I had better words. I just feel so helpless. Don't we all feel helpless and frustrated and angry? And I couldn't even imagine how I'm feeling. I couldn't even imagine being a parent and having to send your kids to school right now or being a teacher and having to go into school. So I just thank them all. And I love you all. And I, I, wish this wasn't how it is. And I hope that in the future, it's not how it has to be. But I, I anyway, anyway, let's change, let's turn this around. Shall we, shall we turn it around? Let me see what I got on the soundboard this week. Let's see. Does it lead? When you need him more? <laughs> I had to put BSB back on the soundboard. Does it leave? Okay. Okay. So we open this week, Beverly Hills. We put on crystal 
And we see in Crystal's house, she's cooking and she's got the the tea towel that says, I'm not bossy, I just have better ideas and I love that. You guys know I love a tea towel. And I'm one of the people that when you go into the home goods, you always got to take stuff out of your cart before you go to the checkout line, especially the word art stuff. You got to take that stuff out. But I do think if you're going to get any word art for your house, it should be on a tea towel right? I don't think it should be necessarily on a pillow or a blanket or a sign for the kitchen. I don't support that any longer. And I need to go on record. I do not support word art in the house. However, I do like it on a tea towel. So I appreciated that. Now, Dorit arrives and this whole scene was a little bit fishy to me because all the gals were coming over. And first of all, I was like, why are they coming over? And Chris was like, oh, they're coming earlier than I told them to. But it was like, what was this meeting? And I have conspiracy theories about it. I think that it was actually filmed later to help film, fill in some of the gaps because of that whole Sutton and Dorit and Kyle situation. Because otherwise it was like, what are we meeting for? There was like no reason for the meeting, which is fine, but usually on Housewives, they always have some reason of why they're all going to someone's house or whatever. And Crystal was trying to seemingly throw together a bunch of apps, even though the food looked great. I mean, like she threw together a nice little party. But it seemed, th- something about it seemed fishy. So I don't quite know, but I'm... I don't know. I don't know what it was. Crystal was wearing a gorgeous baby doll dress, though, and Garcelle rightfully pointed out, she's like, you look 15. And Crystal Crystal did look young this week, didn't she? I was like, oh my God, Crystal. And Kaya was kind of throwing shade about her being a, she's like, oh, Crystal's a millennial, or a, I don't know. Kyle sounded like such a boomer in that in that scene. <laughs> she's like, oh, Crystal's a millennial. She's always complaining about something. And I was like, okay, Kyle, let's cool it. Kyle, bye, Shahida. You need to cool it. I again feel bad for Shahida too. Shahida's Kyle's business partner who seemingly does all the work for that place. And she opened up the store and Kyle then gets to the store and this happens every season. Kyle's always got something with Shahida and she shows up to the event after Shahida's been working her ass off, working her ass off. And then Kyle shows up to the event and is like, everything is all wrong. Why do I get here? And everything's all wrong. I got to fix everything. And it's like, cause you showed up 30 minutes uh, before the event after Shahida's been working herself to the bone, and then you're complaining about everything on camera. And I'm so disgusted. And then there was that one scene when Kyle was headed over to La Quinta for the store opening, and she was on the highway, and she's calling Shahida on the phone, and you could hear in Shahida's voice, Shahida was exhausted. Shahida was exhausted by Kyle. And I think on camera, Shahida sort of perks up and acts really nice and friendly towards Kyle. But I think Shahida answered that call not knowing that it was going to be on camera. And you could hear in her voice, Kyle's like, oh, are you ready for me? And Shahida's like, Ugh. <laughs> it was like a lot of exa- like, Ugh. like, that's the tone I got out of Shahida. And I got it. Like, I was like right on board with Shahida. So I was like, I, under- I get you, girl. Because uh, Kyle doesn't... Uh, isn't doing anything for Kyle by Shahida. And then meanwhile, Kyle's name's plastered bigger than Shahida's. It says like Kyle, real big bold. And then underneath it says Kyle again, right? So if you look at the store signage, that's what it said. It said Kyle, big bold letters. And then underneath it said Kyle by Shahida. And then so it's like Kyle's name is on there twice. Then Shahida's doing all the work. She's doing all that design in. I mean, there's no way that Kyle's sitting with the pen and paper. I don't believe that. Kyle's on the set of Halloween, she don't have time to be designing dresses, so Shahida's doing all the work, and then it says big bold letters, Kyle. I feel frustrated for Shahida. Hashtag justice for Shahida. Now, um, back at Crystal's house, though, at the beginning of the episode, we are talking about Kathy, but Kathy hasn't been on the show yet. No one's exactly explained. There was like a little clip of Kathy on The Reel with Garcelle, which was just canceled. No longer going to be The Reel. But Kath was on The Reel, and then, uh, apparently, like, sent out invites to Paris's wedding, but Garcelle didn't get one to the Friday and Saturday event because Paris's wedding was a hundred different days. So I know that's the only kind of update we've gotten on Kathy. And I know that Kathy plays a large part of the season, I think, particularly probably in the second half. But I think they should have explained a little bit, like, where's Kath? There was even a moment later in the episode where Kyle said something like, She's like, oh, Crystal was always hunky-dory, and it was obviously Kathy's, that's Kathy's famous line, is like, who is hunky-dory? And it was so funny to me, because Kyle held for applause. It was like, <laughs> Kyle, she accidentally said hunky-dory, and then she paused, 
and she looked at the camera. She looked, she's like, did you get that? And she held for applause as if she was like hosting SNL or something. It was like Kyle, the child actor and Kyle. <laughs> That's when I was shouting at the screen. I'm like, Kyle, you need to get real. Get real. Get real, Kyle. This is a reality show. Stop holding for applause <laughs> for your sisters, for your sister's catchphrase. Oh, these shows are so stupid. I love them. I missed it. I was on the vacation. I really missed recapping. I was watching from a hotel room. I was watching Beverly Hills and I'm like, I need a microphone. And my boyfriend's like, you need a coolant. <laughs> I'm like giving him all my thoughts because normally I get to get it all out with you guys. I get to get on the microphone and we get to chat. But I didn't have the microphone on my vacation, so I had to talk to Matt. And uh, man, poor guy. And by the way, so earlier this week, I had episodes come out while I was gone. But I did one episode with this guy, the points guy, who's like a travel expert. And we talked all about summer travel, and we recorded it before I left on vacation. I was getting in a, on an airplane and stuff. And I talked with him. His name is Brian Kelly. We talked about like how we should be nice to the um, people who work on the airplanes, the pilots and the the um the staff on the airplane and so i had that in my brain the whole time i was traveling and i get on the plane and i'm thinking i need to be nice to the staff i need to be nice to the people who are around me and particularly i need to be nice to parents who are traveling with young kids with toddlers with babies and so i sit down and of course i'm sitting next to a baby and i was like thinking in my head I need to grant them grace because this is a, a couple with a newborn baby and I can only imagine how frustrated it would be to travel. But then it was like the guy, the dad had a seat to my left and then the mom and the baby were to my right. So it was like a three person thing. And then Matt had to see it uh, to the right of this woman. And we had asked them to switch. We asked the man, hey, can you switch with my boyfriend so that we could be together and then you as a family could be next to each other. And the man said no. <laughs> he said no. Because the husband, I'm assuming it was the husband, let's talk about the husband. The husband didn't want to be next to the newborn either. So he made the wife take care of the baby the whole time. And the one thing I do want to say is that baby, I'm sorry to say this out loud. I shouldn't be saying this, complaining about the baby. Because again, I want to grant, grant the woman and the mom grace because I can only imagine how tough it was. However, that baby, I've never seen a baby have so much gas. It was like farting the whole plane. You guys, it was like farting the whole plane ride the whole way to hawaii that baby was just farting up a storm i was like what'd you feed it some egg salad on the way or something like what's going on with that baby's behind and then i understood why the dad didn't want to sit next but then i'm thinking like this it was crazy to me that they wouldn't switch uh but that baby you guys i'm not sure what they fed it it was like they stopped a taco bell and the baby just had a cheesy gordita crunch and then they hopped on the plate i was like what did you feed that thing uh, but, you know, again, I understand parents flying and the baby wasn't crying that much or anything. It was just like farting up a storm, farting up a storm. Anyway, it was funny because it was like fresh in my mind, like be nice to everyone. And then I got it. It was just like an, everything was a, was like just a pain in the ass. It's a farting baby, like <laughs> turbulence, like uh, circling the runway a hundred hours. I mean, traveling's a nightmare. Anyway, back to the Real Houses, Beverly Hills. Kyle's opening, Kyle Bashida. In Palm Springs, every time they say La Quinta, though, you all know how I feel. I get PTSD about La Quinta because I did that whole season of The Bachelorette when I was recapping and they were staying at La Quinta. And then last season on Beverly Hills, they stayed at La Quinta. I'm like so sick of La Quinta Inn. And then here, half the group was staying at La Quinta. They made Crystal Sutton and um, Diana stay at La Quinta Inn while the rest stayed at Kyle's. And I have another theory, too. Shall we? Do you guys want to hear my other theory? So did you see how Teddy Mellencamp she was at the opening, which, by the way, they didn't even mic her up. They didn't mic her up. <laughs> you know how I feel about that when they have the ex-housewives come back and then they don't even get a mic on them. It was just picking up whatever Teddy was saying with a boom mic or somebody else's mic. So that's number one. They had to subtitle her because they didn't have her mic'd up, which is always so sad to me because it's like a full-time cast member. for. She was on for three or four years. Three or four years, this network uh, used this woman as a cast member. And then they bring her back for an episode. She hops in front of the red light, and they don't even mic her up, which is so sad to me. And then I do have this theory. Okay. So you know how they said, oh, Kyle's only got five bedrooms, and so she can't have everyone stay there, so the other people are staying at the La Quinta Inn. Well, Teddy was there from Beverly Hills, so I do think, I don't, I could be wrong about this now. I don't have any, all I have is my gut instinct, but I do think that Teddy stayed at Kyle's house and they just didn't film her. <laughs> like I do. 
I do sort of feel like Teddy was at the house. And the camera people just like stayed away from her because she wasn't in any of the shots that night when they went after the store opening. And I would imagine Kyle and Teddy are like besties. So I would imagine that Teddy stayed there. And Kyle said she had five rooms, which I thought I took to meant, and this could be wrong too, but I took to meant like five rooms besides the um, primary bedroom that Kyle was staying in. So then I was counting. I was like, well, they had Erica, they had Garcelle, they had Dorit and Rina. That's four rooms. And then I was like, I bet you the fifth room is filled with Teddy. And so either they stayed away from her with the camera, or I also was thinking like the crew was like, hey, Teddy, you got to go sit in the bedroom. <laughs> like, you got to go sit in the bedroom. And uh, we're going to film a scene out here. And they wouldn't even let her film. So that's my theory. And it could be totally wrong. Maybe Teddy was went home afterwards. Maybe she was staying at La Quinta Inn or something. But I do think she's close with Kyle that maybe she was there and they locked her in the room. They said, you're not allowed to be in front of the red light. And meanwhile, this cast is so fucking big on Beverly Hills. I mean, they're throwing anyone in front of the red light at this point besides Teddy. <laughs> They're bringing in Diana Jenkins. They got Kathy on on deck. They got Sutton. They got all these new customers. They added Crystal last season. It's like they are throwing anyone in there. But then with Teddy, they're like, you're not allowed to be in this scene at Kyle's house, your best friend, who you're probably staying in one of the rooms with. (laughs) Oh, you guys, it made me laugh. You got It made me laugh. It made me laugh. Uh, Okay, so then uh, what's going on? They're all, there's a voicemail that Kyle played of Dorit, which I didn't like. I don't know. They were all when they were at when they were at Crystal's house, and they were all talking about the Sutton thing, and then they're all still talking about the Dreet situation with the burglary, which is so must be so tough. Again, I can't even imagine what Dreet is going through, and I would uh, having I couldn't even imagine it. I can't even put myself in those shoes, and I pray that I never will have to. But my heart goes out to Dorit, and she's obviously going through a lot. And so when she got up at Crystal's house to go take a dump, and then Kyle decided to play a voicemail that Dorit left her, where she's obviously having a panic attack, it felt exploitive to me. Did it feel that way to anyone else? Kyle's like, you guys, listen to this voicemail. Meanwhile, it was like Dorit just left for two seconds to go take a number two. Dorit's taking a deuce in the bathroom, and then Kyle's like, let me exploit her by playing this voicemail. Now, again, maybe Dorit knew that the voicemail, maybe she... It was her idea to have the voicemail played. And she's like, Kyle, play it when I'm in the shitter or whatever it was. I'm not sure exactly how it panned out. But I do think it was weird that they played this very harrowing voicemail that Dorit had left her friend privately. Dorit could have done that on camera, but she didn't. And then for Kyle to just play it for the group on the camera, I was like, this is stark. I didn't even like, you know, I said during the premiere, I didn't like how they showed the footage from the ring footage of the robbers going into Dorit's house. I know they want to tell a well-rounded story, but something about all of it being on a reality show feels really gross to me. And again, no, this is no shade to Dorit. I, I, my heart goes out to her. I'm not trying to be insensitive to what she went through. I'm just saying the way that the show's sort of making a meal out of it is kind of gross to me. It's kind of gross to me. I'm said it. I said it. Somebody had to say it. They need to get real. Get real. Now, a flip side of the coin, devil's advocate, if they weren't showing any of it, maybe I'd say, like, why aren't they, why are they pretending like none of this happened? So they're between a rock and a hard place, between a rock and a hard place, which speaking of rock, did you guys see that movie Everything Everywhere All at Once? Now, I know I mentioned it on the podcast before, but I finally saw it. I hadn't seen it yet. Oh, you guys, it's weird. It's weird as fuck, but I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So if you decide to rent it or watch it on TV or go to the theater to see it, just know that it's weird as fuck. Like, it's crazy. And it might be too much for a lot of people because it's a lot to even follow. It's a lot to follow. There's different timelines and stuff like that. But I thought it was so fucking good. And there was this rock scene, which if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But I was like a child sobbing watching this rock scene. And I can't explain it. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But, oh, you guys, it was a great, I thought it was so good. See it if you can, but just know, I don't want you to go in thinking you're going to see, I don't know, my best friend's wedding or Top Gun 2. It's like a different kind of thing, but it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Um, Okay, so back at Crystal's. We're still at Crystal's house. We haven't even gotten to... La Quinta. Oh my God, we got to speed this up. Okay, so they're all talking about that conversation with Sutton and Garcelle shuts it all down. She's like, uh, Sutton's not here. Let's not talk about this here. Uh, let's wait until Sutton's here. Let's wait until Sutton's here. Then we cut to Kyle leaving her house. That's when she calls Shahida on the way to the, 
uh, Lakinta in. And uh, again, Shahid is exhausted. And we get a Kyle by Aileen 2 flashback. And Kyle said, this was another interesting thing. Kyle says, oh, retail shut down in 2018, so I had to close my stores. And then I'm thinking like, so this was, you decided then to open up a new store in the pandemic? <laughs> crazy. And I'm all for small businesses. We've got to support small businesses. I'd like to send, let's get Shahida's Venmo because I'd like to support Shahida. However, it seems misguided to open a retail store at this time, but maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's doing good. But Kyle by Aileen too. Okay. I sort of feel like Kyle should have learned from the Aileen 2 experience because, again, no one really understands what the fuck Aileen 2 is, who the fuck Aileen 2 is, where the fuck Aileen... What happened to Aileen 2? Is she... Is Aileen... Is she a woman? Is Why did they number her 2? Is she is she a, a junior? Like, what... <laughs> is it like, you know, when somebody's named Danny Pellegrino the third? is it like that, but she's the junior? So is it like Aileen the second or something? Like, why Aileen 2? Or is it, was it T-O-O, like also, Kyle by Aileen also? I don't know. That's still unclear to me. And I don't think that Kyle should have opened another store called just Kyle. I think the store is called Kyle. And then underneath it, it says Kyle by Shahida. So is the store called Kyle by Shahida? I think we need to just work on the branding. I think we just need to stick to one word, maybe. And I don't think Kyle should be the name of a store. It's just too... It's too average of a name, and I love the name Kyle. Don't get me wrong. I love the name Kyle. I just don't know if it's unique enough. Like, Sutton's store is called Sutton. And I feel like, how many Suttons do we know? I don't know a ton of Suttons. But Kyle, I can name a 100 fucking Kyles that are just on this Bravo network. So it feels they, like they should name the store Shahida. That would have been a great name. It should have just been called Shahida. And then we could have just went in, and I could have said, hey, I'm going to shop at Shahida. But now we got to say, what, I'm going to shop at Kyle? And people are going to be like, what the fuck is that? Or Kyle by Shahida. It's confusing, I think. And what do I know? I don't have any clothing stores. I don't have any retail shops. Although you can get Everything Iconic merch at everythingiconic.store. And you can pick up my book now. I still am not a retail maven. So what do I know? It just seems misguided to me. Uh, anyway, Kyle stops at Jack in the Box while Shahida's busting her ass. And I do believe that Kyle was stealing. I'm being hard on Kyle. I'm being hard on, hard on Kyle the Splits Richards because I feel like the Splits was stealing Lisa Barlow's bit when she said, oh, I'm going to go to the Jack in the Box. I felt like the Splits was watching The Real House of Salt Lake City and then was like, oh, I'm going to do that bit on my show that Lisa Barlow does on Salt Lake City. You know how Lisa Barlow likes to stop and get the fast food? I felt like Kyle realized that that was a good play and was like, I'm going to steal it. And then she stole it. And I'm pissed. I'm pissed about the Splits Richards just stealing bits from other franchises. What's next? What's next? Remember on Orange County when they were stealing bits from Dallas? I don't know whose idea that was. Anyway, um, should we take our break? We should take our break. Uh, We're going to come back. We're going to finish up this episode. We got lots to talk about. We haven't even gotten to Palm Springs yet. Haven't even gotten there. So sit tight, little bear. We're going to be right back. Follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. Thank you to Acast, and we'll be right back. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic shopify s-h-o-p-i-f-y dot com slash everything iconic all right i'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and i'm watching one of my shows i'm always hopping on the redfin app or website because i just want to check out real estate listings like i love checking out real estate listing even for the houses that i cannot afford it's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent, can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. And we're back. Okay, we got to talk about Garcelle with Taz and that cathedral wings that she got for the house. What the fuck was that? What the fuck? I mean, it was like an amethyst. It was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But those crystals are expensive. I feel like Garcelle spent... Uh, top dollar on those, uh, what were they called? Amethyst butterfly cathedral wings for emotional and spiritual protection. I thought that was excessive. But she did say, she's like, if a robber comes in, they're just going to fall and kill him. And uh, they did look heavy. The, the amethyst butterfly cathedral wings for emotional and spiritual protection did look heavy. Meanwhile, over at Bamboozle Jane's house, she's getting ready with Mikey Minden to go on the vacation. And she's telling the camera, she's like, I got PTSD from the Kenta because last time I was sobbing up a storm and then I, the camera crew followed me into the bathroom. Remember, she was behind the door of the bathroom. That was all a year ago. Now she's getting ready and she don't have no money. Mikey Minden's got to recycle the clothes. So Mikey Minden, poor guy, is pulling out looks. He's like, I know you wore this to Christina Aguilera's concert, but I think it could be cute. And Erica Jane, you could see the look on her face. She was pissed. She's like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. But meanwhile, she's got Mikey Min in there. She's got the assistant. And so I think she was trying to gain a little sympathy by being like, oh, look, at, I, I got to rewear outfits, you know, <laughs> which to most of us, it's like, yeah, no shit. Like we all rewear outfits. Uh, but these women who are on TV, they can't, they don't always want to rewear outfits, especially Bamboozle Jane. And so now she's got to rewear outfits and it's a very woe is me moment. But Mikey Minna is trying to sell the outfits. He's like, this one's great. Like you wore this to Christina, wear this. And she's like, it's fucking ugly. And then, <laughs> uh, poor guy, poor guy. But there's only a matter of time. I mean, we're not going to be able to pay those Mikey Minden bills either. And then he's going to head out. He's going to leave when she needs him the most. Does he leave? Does he leave? When you need him the most? Because <laughs> the budget ain't there. The budget ain't there. Uh, Bamboozle Jane does say, though, wearing things twice isn't bad. Uh, again, I, I want to feel bad, but I also, I could actually have watched this scene for hours, hours, hours on end. I wanted just more of like them pulling looks and being like, you want to rewear this? And her being like, oh, do I have to? Because I have watched that forever. Uh, but again, I can't really feel bad when you got the stylist and the assistant there in the nice house you bought. 
So then we cut to La Quinta. And Kyle's talking about the burglary. She says it took her six months after she got burglarized. And Dorit couldn't come with Kyle because she was going through a, a panic attack. And so she says, I can't go with you. So then Kyle relates to it because she went to the burglary. Uh, but she did it when it happened with her when she wasn't home. So the burglars took all her stuff when it wasn't home. Uh, but she gets it. She understands. She empathizes with Dorit. And then meanwhile, the rest of the gals are meeting at Erica Jane's house. Uh, and they're filling up some roadies to go to La Quinta, Palm Springs. But Diana doesn't even know what a roadie is. She's like, I don't know what the fuck a roadie is, but I'll have one. And then meanwhile, they split up. So it's Diana and Crystal in one car and the other gals in another car. And Diana reveals that she brought homemade bread. Homemade motherfucking bread. When I heard Diana, Diana Jenkins, say that she brought homemade bread, you guys, I came alive. I was so happy about it because that's the kind of woman I'd want to be in a car with, homemade bread. Ah, nothing better than bread and butter. I don't believe she brought butter, but she did bring a homemade loaf of bread. And that's how to travel, ladies. Am I right? That's how you travel. That's how you travel. Uh, I also learned from the Real House of Salt Lake City that it's good to bring a loaf of bread. Remember they were on that Sprinter van when Jen Shaw was arrested by Homeland Security? And they had a loaf of bread on that van. So apparently that's how wealthy women travel. And so from now on, anytime I go out of this house, I'm bringing a loaf of bread. I don't care if it's Wonder Bread, Wheat Bread. I'm bringing a loaf. I'm bringing a loaf. Matt's going to know every time I get in the car now. I'm bringing a loaf of bread or going to pick up a friend. Say, hey, guess what? I'm coming over. I got a loaf of bread in the car. In case you want a sandwich, bring some meats. Uh, so I might even go a step further, bring some meats, some lunch meats, some capagol. <laughs> uh, do you remember on The Office when he kept saying gabagol or gabagool? Because uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I'm going to start bringing meats and cheeses and a loaf of bread everywhere I go. Okay, so then um, Diana, on the way there, though, says she doesn't know what an outlet is because Crystal's like, hey, do you ever go outlet shopping at the outlet malls? And Diana's like, what's an outlet? Like, she doesn't get it. And Crystal, it was so funny to me because Crystal was then pretending to be poor, which Crystal's also rich as fuck. Again, she is married to the man who I think directed The Lion King or something. So she's really wealthy. I mean, that woman, she's not a hard up for cash. She's redoing the basement for half a mil and she's good. But she was acting like, oh my God, Diana is like so much richer than I am. And then even later in the episode, and she's like, Diana's going to pay for me. And I was like, Crystal, you can afford Kyle Bashida. Like you can, you can afford that fucking mumu that uh, Kyle's got on the rack at Kyle Bashida in the in the desert. <laughs> How much could those even be? Those those mumus. Diana was like looked at the the design of the Kyle Bashida, and she's like, that looks like something I might even wear at my house because there's no way Diana, she wouldn't be caught in hell with that Kyle Bashida. I'm sorry, Diana took one look and she's like, I wouldn't even step foot in hell in front of the devil's face with that because it's so fucking ugly, she thought. That's what Diana thought, you could tell. I saw it in her eyes. And she did also pretty much outright say it. She's like, yeah, I would only wear that at the house. <laughs> that ugly-ass Mumu. Um, they do look cozy. They, I shouldn't call them ugly. I mean, what do, I don't know anything about style. Um, but they do just look like big old Mumus to me. I mean, and I watch a lot of the Golden Girls, and again, a lot of the Golden Girls styles are coming back. If you watch one of those episodes, for my whole life, I've watched the Golden Girls, and I've always said, like, the style seems so outdated. And now, finally, in 2022, it looks like stuff that I could see on a rack somewhere. I feel like I could see Dorothy, Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, Sophia shopping at Kabashida in the Palm Springs Desert. Okay, so then Diana reveals that she sent her crew, the stylist, the hair, the makeup, etc., to the uh, vacation spot before she gets there. And she does it all the time because she says she got to make the place cozy before she shows up there, which is crazy. That's like a really rich person thing to do. But again, I think like, well, why are you on this show? Like, what are you getting from this show? Because the skeletons will come out when you do reality TV shows. So eventually, I, I, I just don't know why anyone would want to do this. Like, what is the reasoning here, Diana? Why are you, you're this rich? What are you doing? And I'm glad we got her. I'm just concerned. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Then, uh, let's see. Uh, Dorit is uninspired to get dressed. 
she's going through it, you guys, and I'm feeling bad for Dorit. And she says she's trying to take Xanax, but the Xanax's not working. Uh, I'm a little concerned, though, in, in the coming attractions for next week, it looked like she sat down with someone. She's sobbing. And I, I know this is a reality show. And again, if it if they weren't showing the reality, I would say, like, why aren't we seeing this? But then seeing this, this thing that Dorit is going through just exposed completely for the season makes me feel icky. It feels it's dark sided a little bit. All of it is dark sided, and it's not even on her. I think like what is happening here? I just feel exploitative, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, so we mentioned Teddy being there for extra, extra, extra. She's at the opening for the store, and extra is the right word for it because she didn't have any lines. Ladies, am I right? <laughs> Diana again doesn't know how stores work. They subtitled Teddy. We talked about that. Um, Kyle gives a speech. Oh, this was upsetting. I know, I've just been dragging the Splits Richards this whole episode. Am I being too mean to Kyle? I'm sorry, Kyle. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I feel like I'm being an asshole to the Splits. And I'm grateful. She is losing her grip, though. She is losing her grip on this cast. Have you noticed? In that last scene at the end of the episode when they're all sitting on that couch, she's starting to lose her grip. It was like Crystal started to say to her something, and then like Garcelle was speaking up. And I just felt like Kyle last season and the seasons before it, she really had a grip on the women. And she was the nucleus, the center of these women. And now I'm feeling like she's losing that grip. Granted, they're all staying at her five-bedroom house which I think is a six bedroom and Teddy's in one of those ones locked up, if you know what I'm saying. But I think she's losing her grip on the ladies, losing her grip on the gals. Uh, but she's given a speech at the store. She's like, Oh, welcome to the store. She's like, this whole thing didn't feel real. The store didn't feel real until yesterday. And I was like, yeah, because Shahida did all the work up until yesterday. Like That's why <laughs> no shit, Kyle, no shit, no shit. It didn't feel real because Shahida has been the only one doing the real work. Now you need to get real, get real, get real. She needs to get real. She needs to get real. Then they all go to Kyle's for a nightcap. Uh, Diana reveals that she's a Leo, but she's actually a Virgo. What was that about, you guys? What the fuck? Diana's got some secrets. Okay, I've been alluding to it this whole episode, but I'm feeling like there's some secrets there. She doesn't know what her sign is. She doesn't know how the store works. She's rich as fuck, but she's still on this show. She, uh, my baby's got some secrets. My baby's got a my baby Diana's got some secrets. I don't know what they are. We're going to have to find out. But I am on to her. I'm figuring it out. I got my ears perked up, my monocles on, and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. Now, Diana also reveals she wants more kids. She's got the baby, which they should walk in. I love watching a little baby walk for the first time or second time or a handful of times. I mean, nothing better. So cute. And then uh, Rinna says she wants her to have another baby so they could throw a baby shower. She's like, I'm good at a baby shower. And then they show the footage of Andy's baby shower, which did we talk about? Andy had another baby. I don't know if we congratulated him on everything iconic. Andy had another baby, little Lucy. I think we might have talked about it. It was a couple weeks ago. But uh, congrats, Andy, little Lucy. I love the name Lucy, too. I do. It's such a cute name. Uh, okay, so then... At Kyle's house, they all eat. There's like a, a restaurant tour there, cooking them all food. And it was so funny because these women, whenever they eat, they make a big spectacle of it on Beverly Hills. It doesn't happen on the other ones. Like again, Jersey, they have the barbecue in the backyard and they're all eating on the styrofoam plates on their laps. And it's like the food has fallen off and it's just like they're eating. And here on Beverly Hills, it's like they make a big to-do about it. Treats like, how do I put everything on my plate? And then Rinna's like, look at me, I did it, honey. And it's like, they all need to cool it. Because it's every time we're eating, it's just like, ah! It's like they're so excited about it. Rinna didn't do as much, you know, in the premiere I talked about how she and Erica Jane were doing a lot of like, hey, bitch, hey, honey, hey, bitch, hey, bitch. Like they were doing a lot of that, hey, bitch work. And I noticed this episode, they did scale it back. And so I felt like the producers or something, again, I could be totally off base, but I feel like they heard our call. And so they scaled back on them entering rooms and yelling, hey, bitch, at least for this week, because I didn't notice it being a problem and I was paying attention. Um, but then Garcelle sits everyone down. She sits them down on that big ass couch too, which I believe I didn't look it up, but I believe it was the restoration hardware cloud couch. Now, I don't know if you know about this, but there's a couch called the cloud couch, C L O U D. And it's the most comfortable couch ever. Okay. It's from, I believe it's restoration hardware, very expensive. When Matt and I were moving, we went and looked and it was like, Whoa, the price of a car or something. It was very expensive. But it's also the most comfortable couch. However, 
you can't really get in and out of it easily. And so I was cracking up watching this episode because Crystal at one point wanted to storm out of the room. She was getting pissed off at everyone. She was trying to have her moment. She was like, you know, one's listening to me. I'm done with this. I'm going to leave. But then she couldn't get out of that fucking couch because you can't. They make that couch. So once you get in there, you're not getting up. You're just stuck there for at least eight hours. You're watching a, a marathon. You're watching the Lord of the Rings saga on there or something. A long-ass movie. You're watching a Judd Apatow film because you're not getting up so easy up and down from that fucking couch. And I went up to the Restoration Hardware. Again, we weren't going to buy it, but I went up there to just try it out and like look at it and stuff. And I realized like that's not for me because it's not conducive to life. Just general life, life in general, because you got to do things. And I like a couch that's comfortable, but if I want to get up to get a snack, I don't want it to feel like work. Like I'm doing squats or something to get in and out. I mean, that thing, it's like you're getting out of a waterbed. You got to find your footing and it's like, oh my God. And so I was watching them all sit on that couch. And I don't even think people on camera should be doing any sort of camera work on a couch like that because you fall into it. And that's why Kyle, who is ever the pro, it was Kyle's house. You guys notice this. Let's all take a step back and talk about this for 45 minutes because Kyle, she's been in front of the camera her whole fucking life. So she knew. She knew that she couldn't sit on that couch in front of the camera. So instead, she sat on the hard ground because she knows as an actor that she needs to perk it up. She needs the energy. And she won't have that energy if she's sitting on the cloud couch. And so although I was tough on Kyle the Splits Richards the rest of the episode, I do want to commend her for knowing that when she's in front of the camera, she can't be sitting on the cloud couch from Restoration Hardware. She needs to perk up. And so she'd rather lay on the hard ground. And she did that. And I was proud of her. I was proud of her. She got real. Get real. She got real. (laughs) Okay, so then... There's this crystal thing. She talks about the coat violation, and that was the whole thing that happened last season. And they're all kind of bringing up new things, and it was happening too fast. I was getting a little bit of like what we used to call Roni whiplash. I felt like I was getting Beverly Hills whiplash, because then Diana was saying something like, Sutton is always clumsy and weird and with her words and behavior. And then Crystal's like, oh, there's a lot of hypocrisy here. And then Erica was saying something about how Sutton handled her and... It was, Kyle was completely losing control of the group. And it was just everyone talking. I was like, I don't even know who's complaining about what now. And Rinna, I know at the end of the episode, they said Erica was the voice of reason, but I thought Rinna was being the voice of reason when she was like, we're getting away from the issue. Dorit was held at gunpoint. So this conversation, when they all sat down in that fucking cloud couch, was supposed to be about Sutton and then more importantly, Dorit's burglary. But instead, then it was like Diana's chime in, which I didn't even understand. I was like, Diana, you just met Sun. And I kind of was getting like that a bamboozle Jane and Diana Jenkins. I felt like they've already formed some sort of alliance. And so I almost felt like Diana was doing some of bamboozle Jane's dirty work. Or I also thought that maybe producers hired her and they needed someone on Erica Jane's side or to defend her for the new season. And so that's maybe why they brought her. I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot of theories. All of them are probably wrong. (laughs) But Kyle, the important part is that she was losing control of the group. Uh, And that whole Erica and Sutton thing that keeps coming up, Sutton's like, I feel pretty good about how I handled you last season. And then Erica's like, well, do you know that everything you said has been proven not true? And Sutton's like, what are you talking, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're acting like you've been exonerated of everything and this is still an ongoing thing. And it's been happening week after week now where Erica's saying like, everything has been proven not true. She's bamboozling us all. It's the greatest bamboozlement I've ever accomplished. I think this, I think this is the greatest bamboozlement she's ever accomplished. Because she's now doing this thing where she's just like, okay, well, if I act as if everything is hunky-dory, hold for applause, then maybe everyone will believe everything's hunky-dory and then no one will turn against me. And so I think it's a smart move, actually, on Bamboozle Jane's part, but I'm not falling for it. You see, I get it, I respect it, but I'm not falling for it. So that's where I'm standing with that. Uh, and then uh, Rinna, she goes to change. Crystal gives up. She's like, my feelings are relevant to these people. That's when she yells the get real. Get real! Get real! Get real! Get real! I feel like we've said get real on this show before. Has somebody said that? Am I thinking of the producer who yelled at Denise? Yeah, didn't he say it? The producer, that's where I'm getting. You guys remember the producer yelled at Denise, my favorite moment of this uh, whole franchise. When he stepped in the scene, he was like, get real, Denise! Honest to God. Denise, this is, Denise, you don't yeah. need to make that. This is so up. You worked in the morning and you came late. We know where the 
Don't worry about it. Get back to Are you to joking? Reality. I did not know okay. that. Like, that's what he did. Get real. That's basically what he did. Get real. It's my new favorite catchphrase on the show. Get real. Get real. The name of this episode is Get Real. Um, okay, so Crystal, Sutton, and Diana, they end up leaving. They finally get off that fucking couch. 45 minutes later, they finally hoisted themselves off that that fucking cloud. And they get in the car together, which is so awkward because Sutton just came, or Diana just came after Sutton, and now they're in the car together. And then the other gals are back at Kyle's house while Teddy's locked in the bedroom, and they're all cackling about Erica being the voice of reason. And this is when the cackle comes into play. They're like, you're the voice of reason. <laughs> it was a lot of noises. And I was, I'm was i glad they were having fun. I mean, I shouldn't make fun of them having fun. I'm happy that these women were having a gale time. However, it was that kind of vibes. It was that kind of vibes. Next week on the show, it's revealed that Sutton's eating bacon, despite the fact that she says she's vegetarian. And then Dorit, she's sitting down and telling her sort of story with the robbery, which again, makes it feels, I don't know, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And that's this week's Real House of Beverly Hills. Did anything else happen last week that we need to talk about? That whole Harry Hamlin birthday party with the spaghetti sauce, or they serve the spaghettis. That whole thing was weird. And what was weird about it is they were arguing about Sutton and the Elton John of it all. And like, who got the table? And they even flashed back to it this week, where it was Diana was saying how crass it was that Sutton brought up canceling the table for a charity event. And what was weird about that was that Rinna was like, yes, it's so gross of you to bring that up. But then Rinna also had her own receipts. And so it was like Rinna was trying to pretend as if like she was so above bringing it up in that moment, but it was like she would have brought it up anyway. (laughs) It just made me think like they're all going to be kissing Diana Jenkins' ass because Diana's richer than all of them. And so they kiss the ass of who's, who therefore art thou richer than them. And so in that this case, it is art thou uh, Diana Jenkins. And so they're going to kiss her ass. And uh, we're going to see a lot of that. But the whole Elton John thing, I hope it's over with because I can't handle it. It was like two episodes of that whole nonsense. And then it played out way too much on social media where it was like, Ren, I kept posting about it, then Sutton's responding. And it was like, okay, none of this was interesting enough for me to be following it all these multi-platforms. I'll follow these women to the ends of the earth. But there comes certain storylines where I only want to deal with them on the show for one episode. And then I want to move on. I don't need to be dealing with it on social media. Right. And I will if they give it to me. That's, that's where it's my fault. That's where my issue comes in is that I should just unfollow all of these women if I don't want to see it play out, but I can't help myself. And so that's on me. But I would wish that we leave some of these storylines to just one episode. That Elton John thing should have just been one episode. And thank God in the old Beverly Hills years, I mean, back in season uh, three or four seasons ago, we would have spent the whole fucking season talking about that Elton John charity dinner. Ladies, am I right? You know what I'm talking about. Remember that whole with that whole time when it was like one whole season about Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy, and then one whole season about Erica Jane's panties. Ugh, because it was exhaust. Those were exhausting years, but we made it through. And I'm so glad we made it through to the other side because this show, oh, I love it. I love it. I'm loving it. I mean, every it feels like they're just delivering on another level, Beverly Hills. And I'm so proud of them. And also, it's very dark and troublesome that they're showing us so much of their lives when so many dark things are happening. However, I can't say that I'm not compelled by the television I'm watching ahead of me, in front of me, in front of my eyes. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. And I'm also loving Atlanta. I know we didn't recap Atlanta last week, but I'm loving it. Atlanta's just giving me a different vibe. It's giving me carefree, fun, silly. Uh, I'm enjoying the ride. And it seems like we're getting somewhere with the Todd of it all, with the, with that apartment in New Jersey, which I was actually against Todd at first. And then I saw the condo that he's talking about. And I was sort of siding with Todd for a minute. However, I'm also siding with Kenya Moore wanting to get her own HGTV show. I'm ready for it. HGTV call her up. If, I mean, I've seen some of the people they put on HGTV, and I think it's high time that they put Kenya Moore on HGTV. Give her a show where she's renovating things. The Property Brothers got a hundred fucking shows in the network. Chip and Joanna got a whole network now. Those two fixer uppers got a whole fucking channel, a whole network. So if they could have a whole network, certainly we could give Kenya more one show where it's just called Twirl, House Twirl or something, where she twirls the house and it renovates a house. That's what I want to see. So um, I don't know who's listening to this. Figure it out. I'll call me to produce. I'll host it. If you need a host, I'm ready to go. Put me in, coach. Ready to go. Uh, anyway, Atlanta's, I'm enjoying it. It's just, I don't find it like as compelling as this Beverly Hills stuff that's going on, but I'm also finding it like... I'm having maybe more fun watching it, you know, like I'm, I'm enjoy, I'm having a gay old time watch. I'm smiling. I'm laughing. The thing with Atlanta though, I feel like it leaves my brain right away. Whereas Beverly Hills right now, it's like sticking with me a little bit. Like it's heavy. It's heavy. Uh, speaking of heavy again, I just want to let all of you know that I'm sending my love to everyone and just, uh, it's, it's a tough week. And I think we need to do our cheese little cool down more than ever because I think we all need a, Remember to breathe and remember to take breaks and find things that make you happy and squeeze your loved ones tight and tell the people you love you love them and uh, don't take it any any of it for granted because I don't know I don't know let's uh, let's take a deep breath in let's hold it breathe out let's take another deep breath in hold it. Think about something you're grateful for. Breathe out. I'm sending all of my love to you guys. I love you. And uh, stay safe. And right now, call call your bestie. Call your best friend. Call your mother, your father, your sibler, or sibling, sibler. <laughs> call your brother, your sister, your uh, someone in your life that you love, an old friend you haven't talked to in a while, send him a text. If you don't feel like talking on the phone, sometimes you don't feel like talking on the phone, but shoot him a text message and just say, hey, I love you. I'm thinking of you. And it's always nice to get those text messages, isn't it? And it's easy to do if you want to reach out to someone. It's so easy. Send someone an email and say, hey, I just was thinking about you and I just love you. And uh, yeah, let's have a good week. Okay. Good rest of your week. Okay. Bye-bye.